Welcome to the Infrastructure Podcast. My name is Anthony Oliver and today we're going to take a quick tour of Liverpool's latest landmark, the new Everton Football Club Stadium, which is taking shape in an old dock on the banks of the River Mersey. Um, Having played at their current Goodison Park home since uh, it opened in 1892, I believe, there will be a significant expectation that this new £500 million, 52,888-seater stadium will be up to the job and I hope a venue capable of inspiring the Toffees out of their old doldrums and back up the top of the Premier League. So what does £500 million buy you nowadays when it comes to football stadiums? Well, for a start, Everton reckons its new glass, brick and steel stadium is going to be the most sustainable in the Premier League and set what it describes as an exciting benchmark for stadium architecture or whatever that is, um, we'll discuss. But clearly, one of the major elements of the project, helping to accelerate and improve the construction process and set the stadium up for lower operation and maintenance costs, is the use of digital design from day one. This has allowed the contractor Langer Rock to truly embrace modular and off-site construction techniques and, as they say, help save time, energy and carbon. Um, And to be honest, it's an approach that across the global infrastructure sector uh, to date has been something of a pipe dream. So what's made it possible on this project? Well, to find out and to hear more about the stadium's progress, it's my pleasure to welcome Simon Beards, Principal Planner at Langer Rourke, the contractor responsible for constructing this new landmark uh, on the Liverpool skyline. Uh, Simon is the man who's really been driving forward uh, the use of digital techniques. So, Simon... Welcome to the Infrastructure Podcast. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So, Simon, I gave a brief overview of the project. You know, why do you think that this stadium is really setting the standards for modern public sports uh, venues? I mean, ultimately, will it help Everton win more matches? Well, let's hope so. I, I can say this being an Everton fan as well. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's been a journey for us all, you know, and to find where they are currently... Um, they did stay up last season, so I, I'm you know, quite confident they'll no, stay up this season. they've been winning matches this season. Yeah. I, I, I've, but, I've checked out. They've yeah. been winning matches. When I started on this project, they, they were they were knocking on the door of Europe. So, you know, <laughs> strange things happen in football. You so know, things no, can ebb and flow. You no know. pressure, then. Yeah. So you are responsible for Everton's return to the top. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to take that on board, yeah. <laughs> How are you getting on, there? The latest video update shows uh, you've got the stands up, the roof structures in place. And, yeah, the stadium, it looks like a stadium. You know, there's no yeah. pitch there yet. You know, but what are the major elements have you still got to do? We're, we're currently in the process of putting the standing seam roof in, and I, I was told this week uh, that apparently it's the longest standing seam sheet that's pulled in, in the UK and um, possibly Europe. Yeah, we're, we're, the, the roof is progressing well. The next big thing we're doing as well is the landscaping. That's going to be incredible when they, when they, get, when, when they finish that off. Um, but then other, other key parts, you know, the wind mitigation terrace, as we call it, um, from a phasing perspective, but we've got this wind terrace which is on the western stand, which kind of feeds into the, into the waterfront there. You know, that, that'll be, Cause it's a wind, be fantastic. A windy, it's a windy location. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It, you know, way back when as well, that was, that was the originally had a concept design of that being a, a car park mm-hmm. but then they evaluated things and then they changed into this wind terrace but basically you know they will be playing football in January and February when it's yeah. not so pleasant um, weather um, so it's, it's to stop people you know it's protect, to protect the fans basically right, yeah. you know, for the fan, true fan experience you know so you know, they're not getting hit by the weather as they come around the right, corner yeah, yeah. So you're still on schedule to complete in 2024 I presume the club's not going to decamp from Goodison Park until the next 24-25 season is 
is, is you know what's the handover plan yeah our, our program commits to the end of 2024 but the the handover plan is still still um um in negotiation with the client so that's something i don't deal with directly uh, but you know they, they haven't um finalized that yet but you know our, our as the contractor there we've we've focused to commit to our program which yeah, is the end yeah. of 24. But i suppose I'll, I'll Unlike some other uh, local stadiums nearby, you know, you'll probably have yours finished when you hand it over. I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I can't not mention the fact that you did have a tragic death of one of your young workers in, on site in August. I, mean, I know you work incredibly hard at Langer Rock to really, and all constructions, like, to put safety top of your mind at all times. I mean, any death or injury is, is it's appalling for families and, and, and friends and colleagues and everyone involved. I suppose, you know, what have you learned from that as a, as a project? I, I, you know, they've got to say here, you know, that our, our thoughts will always be with Michael's family. You know, we, we're, we're truly devastated to, to experience that. You know, um, it's something that we, we hold safety as the highest value and it, and it shocked did, us yeah. all. It really did shock us all. Mm. Um, uh, but, yeah. I suppose, I suppose from, from, the, from the construction project, you know, you, it just reinforces the fact that you just have to be on it all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah indeed. You can't cut any corners or anything like that, you know. Um, yeah, uh, it, it'll stay with us for a long time yeah. as well. You know, it's something we would never... Yeah, no, no well, I can, I can see from, from you know, where you talk about it now that it's, 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 it's such an important thing, it's such an important part of the construction industry. So, you know, um, uh, good, good, uh, good luck with making sure that the whole project and the industry moves forward from it and learns from it. So we're talking today in Singapore at the Bentley Systems Year in Infrastructure Celebration, for which you've been shortlisted as, as a project for the work uh, to embrace digital design throughout the project. I mean, it, is your approach what you might describe as state-of-the-art in terms of digital del- delivery? I, I, I'd like to take the opportunity here to, to, to commend the team that I work with. Mm. Uh, you know, they've really embraced the digital agenda, you know, design, delivery, uh, digital build, you know, fire stopping, you, you name it. We've really, really grasped the, the idea of it all. And, you know, it's, it's a journey, pro, you know, there's, there's more things, I've, you know, being here in Singapore, there's even greater things on, on the horizon as well, which I can see. And I'm sure our team at Langerock will lead the way. These are things that you'll be able to embrace as a, as a team at Langerock to take you know, yeah. the state of the art even further. Yes, forward, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's that the yeah. intention. Well, as a principal contractor, Langerock set out to, you know, to implement this you know, so-called 4D design uh, a digital construction approach to deliver the project on time and within budget. I mean, I mean, how did that differ from what you would normally, uh, the way you would normally approach a stadium job? I, I presume you know the world of Gantt charts for yeah. you as a planner is long behind you now. Well, well you can tell by the colour of my hair. I've been in the industry for some time now, yeah, twenty-three years. Uh, you know, I, I can remember Gantt charts with string lines and moving it week week by week. So to to see how it's evolved into a digital arena. Is 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 fantastic, and, and you know what what will it look like in another twenty years time? Mm. You know, but but the great thing now is we're over the over the twenty three years. You've know, been trying to get people to read Gantt charts is bit, can be a bit of a challenge at times. So it is for some, it isn't for everybody. But now with this four D approaches it's very much the picture speaks a thousand words so oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's really um, engaged the scene and you've been using synchro uh, which is bentley's 4d construction Correct. modeling tool on the project i'm sure other tools are available across the industry but clearly 4d design involves being able to monitor and measure progress you know over the time of the project um, and you've also been using an immersive visualization room i think you know to virtually construct the project and walk through any problems uh, and, and and challenges you know, with your designers and subcontractors i mean why is why has this been so useful to you as a contractor? So I'm speaking as a planner here. So we've, there are loads of things on the market. Synchro, 
you know, it ticks many boxes, but the biggest box it ticks is, is the planning, planning support it provides. So we, we've taken the discipline we learn in the planning department at Langer Rock and we, we've, we've, we've processed it into the 4D world where, you know, you know quite easy skills are, and disciplines, it's, 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 it's more of a discipline than a skill, I find. Mm. Um, and, and, and as we're using that then, we've, we've taken this into this immersive workspace, as you say, and that, that's amplified the focus as well. You know, we get people walk wanting to come to meetings you know, who, who does that you know I, I, this, one of the guys quoted this is my favorite um meeting of the week i still think he was flirting with me or something <laughs> like <that>. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah but um but they they still come in and continue to do so and add value mm. to the pro- project plan because they can you can actually you can actually uh, virtually um work you know to see the project evolving in front of your eyes yeah in indeed yeah, yeah and yeah. it's it's so powerful we've had so many visitors you know all the senior people come in that you know that uh, our project director Gareth will say right go to week 110 or you name yep. it and then bang and it just pops up and yep. it, 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 the, the the communication value it, it brings is yeah. uh, is um, unbelievable and you get a week 250 and that's Everton there holding the trophy yeah uh, why digress again yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I get accused of being an optimist myself but, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm in your company <laughs> <laughs> you say the project you know trusted synchro um, you know to help meet those project goals and increase communication across the uh, the team I mean would you describe oh, well how would you describe the 4D process you know and the power of the tool is, is is it simply all about pictures or is it about more beyond those pictures? The real value there is where it's, it's engaging the team where, where they add their ideas. If you get the logistics right on any construction project, you generally get things delivered well. So but by having this, you know, I, I, I'll look at a Gantt chart and I'll see lines and logic links and numbers and things like that whereas mm. other people see something completely different you know right. we have the health and safety people come in as well and they'll they'll say where am i putting my pedestrian walk path you know while, while this crane's working down here and things like that so you, you, with the high dfma agenda that we've had here you know the, the whole point of it all and where it's really has added value we'll be able to avoid crane clashes right yeah it can cost you know tens of thousands of pounds well we'll talk, we'll talk more about you know the way digital modeling has enabled you to embrace this modern methods of construction you know essentially meant that you know the elements of the project are built off-site in a factory you know and they're assembled on site you know is that where um, the greatest savings have been today, you know, just simply being able to organise that in a, yep. in a more efficient way. We, we did have a good pre-construction period here, so we went through many different options of how, how we were going to build it. But, but while we were doing that, we were preparing the product in the factories, yep. so the pre-cast product, the steel, you know, there's, there's a big steel programme involved with it as well, and the, also the DFMA brickwork panels, which, which um, uh, uh, relate to the um, facade works. But um, uh, before I came out here, I, I couldn't through stats and figures. I, be, I believe that we were forty-one percent of it was prepared before we got going. So oh, right. that's quite power, that's a quite a powerful yeah, stat. Yeah, yeah. So seventy percent of it is being delivered is, is being built in a factory environment as well. So everything comes through a small gap in the wall. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, which is which is so rare nowadays on construction because you know we are very traditional, and you've had to you know you've you've embraced this change, and I imagine everyone on site's embraced this change as well. Yeah, I, I think one one big thing for me is because because the dock dock location you know mm. we, we were heavily impacted by the weather especially the wind <laughs> uh, so we could have easily gone for the op you know with big cranes and we could have easily gone for the in, in situ sort of solution yeah. and you know less wind impact and things like that but you know we, we stuck to it we, we maintained our plan and we and our ambition to to, to do the dfma uh, uh, um, strategy and so far so good it's you know paid off yeah yeah well, let's talk a bit a bit about you because you've worked for lango rourke for the last 20 years um your job as i said is a planner and 
What is that then? You know, how do you describe your role and how is it now changing as you're embracing these digital systems? So I think I can speak for most planners. You're almost like the project project manager's right-hand person. You know, yeah. you, you, you know they lean on planners very, very well. Um, we, we keep the strategy. We, we basically they come across some really great people who have amazing ideas. The, the planner's role in this is just make sure they, they're on track. You know, they make sure the deliveries are coming in. Mm-hmm. That you know that they keep to the time schedule. You know, there's a whole different manner of um, tasks they bring to the, right, yeah. to the scene. So, so while the project manager may have the kind of you know they are uh, they, you know they they are the um, I suppose they get all the glory that you are there actually making it all happen for them and making it all, uh, lining everything up so they can deliver the projects on time to budget and uh, with the minimum carbon. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, you, in your career, you've worked as a planner on hospital refurbishment, on, you know, yes, at the Heathrow T2, the nuclear sector. I think you worked in a specialist treatment for the yeah, and in the water brief. sector. That was yeah. brief, yeah. Um, I mean, what's your career highlights? Is it, is it this evidence? Is, it, is this the, sort of the pinnacle? I'd have to say yes. Yeah. But, you know, as an Everton fan, of, um, you know, to work on Stadia is, is, has always been a career highlight for me. But you, you know, you know, Terminal Two was a great experience. I did really enjoy the hospital. You know, it was a re- refurbishment because I was close to home, and that that meant a lot to me because my my yeah. family's local hospital as well. Um, but then uh, ten years in the water industry as well, so that that was work going all over well. So yeah, yeah, it, you know. I, it's difficult to say no. To the, the the Everton is is the highlight purely yeah. because of my sporting uh, passion. I mean, I mean, and and the special thing about it is, is hey, it's, it's, it's strongly linked to you. Is that the same with everyone working? I mean, do you have to be a football fan to work on a stadium? Do you have to be an Everton supporter well, to work well, on this project? We've, we've got plenty of Liverpool fans on there. Mark my words, and and they take plenty of credit <laughs> when we lose. <laughs> Uh, um, so, uh, so, but no, no, we've had wide-ranging um, teams. You know, we've got there's a big rugby theme there as well. You know, which I'm part of as well. You know, you know I think there's a bit of a culture there with the game plan. There's, there's a lot of stuff we've taken from a rugby mm-hmm. mindset. But you know, and and, and the, the gender diversity as well. You know, we've got a massive female. Uh, engineering part as well you know yeah. and, and other functions as well you know it's it, it's great to see it's great to see this the the industry moving forward yeah, yeah. In, in all that sort of well, thing. 52,888 exactly is yeah. that right exactly uh, yes well, th- yeah, well that yeah. number of seats presumably well, there's one with your name on now is that <laughs> I'd have to speak to the client about that maybe <laughs> maybe even get, maybe if I knocked it Ten weeks off, maybe they, they might do that for me. <laughs> well, there you go. There's a challenge. There's yeah, a target yeah, yeah, point. Yeah. Let's talk about sustainable construction. When the project describes itself as the most sustainable in the Premier League, I mean, before we talk about you know what you're doing, I mean, how do you measure that? It's difficult to measure as a. I'd probably have to speak to a team member to get an actual measurable stat for you. You know, I can give you some highlights. You know, the the the, the pre the. Um, Fabricated manner of it, you know, it's all done in factory environments, so the waste management is far less. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a, a key feature as well that we've got photovoltaic panels on the on the south stand roof. You know, that we can harness the the, the, the sun's energy there, um, and then there's, there's there's a management around the water as well. Yeah. So you know, the, the plan is not to have any 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 other type of. Um, resource into the building right. rather than I mean there's a lot of concrete there's a lot of steel and the glass being you know used to transport is it called the Bramley Moor dock site I mean I meant, you, know, we, we, you, you talk about recycling you know there's public transport impacts there's river tra- you, I think you use the river to transport the sand to infill, infill the dock I mean um, you know is, is, is that um, 
uh, that's how you would describe sustainable construction, I suppose. It's making sure that you are, uh, you're, you're not adding to the waste and you're, you're minimising the amount of, of materials you're bringing onto site. I'd, I'd, like, that's, I'd like to think so. That's the key feature of, of doing it all in a factory. You know, you're, yeah. the, the waste, you know, the labour demand as well. You know, you're not having to do things two or three times, you know. How many times I've seen that over my career? We, 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 from and, you know the quality side of things, you know, you know that that you know if you're doing two things two or three times the cost, you know yeah. the quality, you know it it's, it solves all that. Or, well, or it, aids it, yeah. it certainly. Particularly as you're talking, you know, you're working in a, in a really harsh environmental. You know, why would you not do things in a factory if you could? I suppose. Yeah, that's yeah. It. Let's talk about modern methods of construction, which is of course what that's all about. And Langer Rock's DFMA, Design for Manufacturing and Assembly Process. I mean, what has enabled you to use this technique at Everton? You know, is it simply down uh, to you know, the fact that you are embracing digital design? But the, the the processes, the people, you know, I, I can't, again, I'll, I'll repeat, you know, the people have been great, you know, we've got a really great team who, who will use these processes, the supply and the demand, you know, we, we've made sure that we've, everything keeps keeps on time, uh, and the, the culture's right, you know, we've been empowered to try new way, new new technology and new ways of doing things, you know, yeah. there's, there's a big push on that. So where are the big savings then? I mean, obviously making things in a factory uh, means you can do it uh, repeatedly, efficiently, with the minimum of waste. I presume that's one, but you know, where else are the big savings you'd say? I, I'm, as a planner, I'm always going to say time. Right. Time is money. Right, yeah. So, yeah. You, you know, if jet, I, you know, if you get things done right in the pro same program, usually everything does fall into yeah. fall into place. And if you do it right first yes. time, yeah, yeah, and then and then you can repeat it over yes. and over again. And I suppose for the people on site, if they're doing the same process over and over again, they get good at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so we we'll do that as well. We'll, we'll we'll adopt our process where we'll have a kind of trial period where we can get used to doing something, and then and then we'll take that sort take that sort of output and put, build it into the plan. Mm. Which is amazing that we're not doing it more often because I know that you know that you know, you, you've uh, Langer Rock has been you know trying to trying to really drive forward with this process for quite some time you use a similar technique at Leadenhall building in London I think uh, and there are other contractors that are doing similar things Mace has got its jump factory uh, process and you know they're putting their toes in the water but it is far from mainstream you know we're still doing a lot of stuff on site we're still doing a lot of in situ you know what makes it so difficult to embrace this off-site fabrication? Oh, that's a very difficult question. <laughs> uh, I, sometimes I do feel the construction become quite humble industry. You know, that if, if we've got a way of doing something we've been doing for the last 20 years, people keep to the safe option, if you mm. like. You know, it, it can be a brave decision to make these changes, but, you know, you know I, I'm sure that doesn't always get it right. But, you know, the processes and the and the... I said that, to repeat, the, the people we've got, yeah. who, and they really push it forward. Now, well, I imagine that um, certainly well, uh, everyone's going to be turning to you, Simon, and asking you how to how to accelerate it. Now you've had such success, such success. Well, and I'll be passing it straight on because it's not all me. I promise you that. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just put lines on a piece of paper, and then the, the, everyone else makes the magic happen, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, but, but I imagine. Yeah, it's but, in Langer Rock. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no but, but I suppose you know when you have a successful project like this, uh, you know, people start taking notice well, well, well why i'm here why i'm in singapore is a part of the presentation that i provided is we've had a massive amount of attention and people are looking at seeing that it does work you know because stadiums can be quite difficult to build and mm. never mind that we've, we've done it on the side of a dock and had to fill it in with 400 odd thousand meters cube of sand yeah so you know so they've obviously took 
taken note and think, you know, that actually does work. We we did a really successful DFMA project in South Wales as well, the hospital down there. So, you, you know, the change is happening now that people does see it does actually work and the change in this mindset mm. where oh let's just do it the way we've always have done and people can see it working yeah and and keeping to plan being yeah but also yeah. but also you you you're demonstrating that you can deliver a quality product because i suppose the there used to be a mindset that you know prefabricated stuff was going to be a low quality product but it's actually high quality you're delivering well, I, again the heritage requirements where there was a demand to have brick built facade we did a big plan on this to understand how many built how many brickies would need to do this and there wasn't enough in the country basically so so we took we we encouraged the decision to do it in the factory where we prepared all these panels and then lifted them by crane and you would never know the the quality is second to none Um, and obviously there's a big vetting process to 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 approve all that um but you know when you when you see it um, you know, a lot of them are in now so yeah. next time you have a look um, yeah but I suppose also the, the, the roof structure you mentioned the fact on the roof there's uh, all the, the, you know, the photovoltaics yeah, presumably those are all um, produced and delivered to site ready to be put into position they, they will be that they don't come until next year so so yeah, the, they're busy starting the, they've only just started the standing seam on the north roof the south roof's about to start um, with the photovoltaic panels and then mm. they're, I think they're due well, I won't give them too much away around right. about May next okay, year. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we do talk a lot right now about the way data, um, digital twins, and digital technology is ready to transform the industry. From the coalface, you know, are we overplaying that hand? Well, the people provide the data, and then it's what you do with it, really. But, um, again, I mentioned briefly before about the reporting side of it. You know, we're doing all sorts of automated reports now as well. We've got some great, great, great guys um, doing preparing that now. What's made me aware that there's other ways to do this as well you know the stuff that bentley provide as well you know so it's it's which route you which route you choose and but you can say that there's there's a lot of good work being done on this side already um but, but of course yeah, having having um have you had to upskill your own team to to to, to embrace well, this I, I, as you say that langerock have a, da- a digital and data academy um yeah. so they they roll out um cohorts now where they put people through this because yeah. they, they understand the power it it, it, it provides so yeah the, 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 a few people have um, excelled on that already and, and brought it back to the project and the, the, it's the next generation of planning and project controls and ultimately project management okay um well finally then we've talked about the great successes you're having at everton uh you know embracing digital from day one you know now that you are the guru <laughs> Sorry, no, I don't take you... myself too serious. I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, but what, what, what advice? You, you've had success here. You've, you know, you've made it happen. Where other people have, have been you know, struggling to get this all you know, 4D going and, and really embracing it. What advice would you give other uh, contractors, asset owners, you know, to try to who are looking to try to follow this example? I, I, best thing I would say to anyone: just give it a go, give it a try. You, know, try, you, you will come across obstacles. But you know, you don't you don't fall at the first hurdle, do you? You know, you, you get up and power through. So you know, we can we can find an excuse to do anything. You know, but you know, try try and look for a, a reason to do something, and it'll change everything. Right. You know, it, it does work, and you know, just give it a go. So how do you how do you know about doing all this stuff around? Do you have you had lots of training in this? I, I had a day's training, right. day's training. So and but then I, I just saw the value in it. And I, and I thought, no, this 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 will work. So mm. I just taught myself. You taught yourself. Well, I've had a few pointers off the Bentley guys, yeah. um, 
but, but you know, basically, I'd, I'd find a way to do it. You know, use the planning discipline, mm. and then I'd find a way of doing it. Oh, yeah. right, good. No, no. Yeah. And I suppose the, the fact is that these, these systems are so self, in, or they're intuitive. That yeah, you can yeah. actually find your way through it now. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I meant by the, just give it a go. Yeah. You know, half the battle is just wanting to do it. Yeah. If you don't want to do it, it'll never work. Yeah. That's why I said about the hurdle thing. Or, oh. I, I can't get out the door. It's locked. Well, unlock it then. Yeah. You know that sort of thing. You know, it's that sort of mindset. You know, um, but if you, if you if you want to make it work, you'll make it work. Great. You're, you're living proof of the fact that you know if you give it a go and, and you overcome. I suppose uh, there must have been a lot of people saying, yeah, well, let's not let's just do it the normal way. Yeah. You can if you you can plow through it and get on with it. Yeah. Great stuff. Some a fascinating project. And yeah, thanks so much for you know for taking time to join me today on the Infrastructure Podcast to explain what's going on and how you get on up, on up there in, in Liverpool. And good luck with it. And I hope it does uh, you know deliver the kind of stadium that's transforms not only the local area but you know evidence performance as well. So well, let's hope so. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining <laughs> no, me today. No, thank you very much. Great. Look, that's all we've got time for today. But uh, we're going to have more from the Infrastructure Podcast in the pipeline and more guests to talk to as we continue to probe uh, some of the big issues faced across the sector. If you haven't done so already, do check out the uh, Infrastructure Podcast website. That's www.infrastructure-podcast.com where you'll find uh, lots of background information uh, to this podcast and I'll put uh, some links to uh, all that's going on at Everton uh, but also uh, all the latest podcasts to listen to and to share with your colleagues. So thanks for joining us and thanks again to Simon for sharing uh, his experience at Everton and I look forward to seeing you all again very soon. Mm